Section 40 of A Minor War History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Minor War History by Martin Alonzo Haynes. Letters 107, 108, and 109. Letter 107, Point Lookout, Maryland, August 22, 1863. Irene, Mrs. Wassley, Mrs. Colonel Carr and some other women came down on the boat day before yesterday. I got the little bundle, ate the cakes, enjoyed your cooking, and was delighted with the fine towel. We now have four or five times as many prisoners here as there are men to guard them. I put a picture in the mail today. It will look quite pretty framed, but I value it most as a record up to date of the boys of the company. I only wish the copy had been prepared by someone a little more accustomed to that sort of work. Letter 108. Point Lookout, Maryland, August 26, 1863. Have just been up to see Mrs. Irene Stokes Wassley, and she had lots to tell me about you. So much she almost made me homesick. Mrs. Bailey came down on the boat Monday evening, and we catch a glimpse of her and the colonel parading. Dan expresses the opinion that they are a mighty wee bit of a couple. The other night, while I was on guard at Marston's headquarters, we had a queer lot there under guard. There were fifteen men who said they had run away from Richmond to escape conscription. Some of them would not take the oath of allegiance, and it is said they will be returned to their friends, sent across and landed on the Virginia shore. They were mostly Irishmen and Jews, and it was the Irishmen who were willing to take the oath. Now I must tell you of one of the meanest little skunks that ever lived. He is a brother of our second lieutenant. He is familiarly known as Culpepper, and the boys hate him devotedly. He is not enlisted, but ran away from the reform school and came on with us. He is one of the most incorrigible little thieves that ever was. On the march through Maryland, while we were camped for a little while near Emmitsburg, he had a large sum of money which he pretended to have found in a box in a ditch, but which some of the boys now believe was stolen from the poor box of the convent there. Be that as it may, he has been engaged in two or three bad scrapes here, which should furnish sufficient cause for having him arrested or sent home. His latest exploit was to crawl into the house of a man named Murphy near the camp. He got in through a window, and Mrs. Murphy came in and caught him rummaging her bureau. She grabbed him, but he fought and scratched and bit until he got away, and now he is roaming around as big as ever, notwithstanding Mrs. Murphy declares several dollars in money are missing. The young scoundrel says he knocked a bag in at the window and climbed in to get it. His brother pretends to believe he is innocent and shields him. We are going in for improvements here just as they do in other enterprising cities. A brick oven is being built which will take in a pile of beans, meat, or bread. Bill Summers, our company cook, is the architect and mason. The next company's cook is the tender. Clay is used for mortar, and where the bricks come from is one of the company's secrets. Another job that has taken all day to accomplish is the raising of a flagstaff, eighty feet high, on the parade ground in front of the regiment. Evening. Dan and I have just risen in our wrath and put an end to, well, I won't try to tell you how many millions of flies. By the judicious application of a couple of towels, we wiped cartloads of them from the face of the earth. 
if any escape to tell the tale some fly historian will record august twenty sixth as the fateful day when a wild irishman and a crazy yankee ran amuck at point lookout now dan is reading in peace an account of the operations at charleston the knocking to pieces of fort sumter and wishing we could take the cussed city letter one o nine point lookout maryland september third eighteen sixty three guard duty has been pretty strenuous for a time every other day but with three reliefs now however the prison camp has been extended doubling the number of posts around it and we are put to it to find men enough to make two reliefs the men being on post twelve hours out of twenty-four every other day monday i marched a beat three hours at one time and over four hours at another but marston has taken the matter in hand and ordered up reinforcements that is he has ordered that every man in these two regiments shall take a gun all officers waiters and other bummers are to be returned to their companies for duty and their places filled by contrabands if carried out it will help us out some yesterday i had a very pleasant tour of duty being on picket some distance from camp on a narrow neck of land between the bay and creek where i could sit down while on post there is naturally more or less discussion as to the possibility of the rebels raiding over here from the virginia shore but they will not venture on any such foolhardy expedition they took two of our small boats up the rappahannock river the other day and are reported to be mounting heavy guns on them but they would have about as much show against our gunboats here as a boy with a bean-shooter would last night about forty prisoners and convalescents came down from alexandria and among the number was bill ramsdell notwithstanding his escapades he is a fine fellow and i was glad to see him our oven is completed and is a work of art there are a great many schooners out in the river raking for oysters and people here say mackerel will be plenty before long some of our johnny rebs have been trying to get away by some means three of them got out by the guard the other night and started for the country they didn't get far only to the creek which makes point lookout almost an island it is pretty wide at this end quite a little pond and looks more formidable for wading than it really is one of their party couldn't swim so they finally hid in the bushes where they were found the next morning they didn't make a very good job of it hang em said marston they won't stay and let us treat em well when we want to george slade has not made his appearance yet and i think he has not been heard from i see by the list of drafted men in the papers that some of the meanest copperheads in new london and newbury have been drawn and now i am interested to see what they propose to do i wish they would send a few of the worst ones out here for the old second to break in the paymaster came down here a week ago and paid us up to the first of july but he didn't have to disperse a great amount of money to the rank and file the clothing account was squared up and there were but very few men who had not overdrawn their allowance some did not have pay enough coming to balance their clothing account to add insult to injury company property such as canteens haversacks and rubber blankets were put down on the men's clothing accounts alba woods had seventy-four cents coming to him and i was not much better off we doubtless have to thank some desk officer up at washington who is drawing perhaps several thousand dollars a year in perquisites for this raid on the fellows who are drawing thirteen dollars a month and doing the fighting end of section forty